The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. What in the wide, wide world of sports is going on here? Broadcasting live from the greatest city in the world. Austin, Texas, baby. It's Bucky and Aaron. You guys want to play some twos? You know what? Actually, we're kind of in the middle of a conversation. B and E. What's B and E? Bucky Godbolt, Aaron Hogan on the Horn, 104.9 AM 1260 and hornfm.com. With the Longhorns play and Austin Talks Sports. Wake up, everybody. No more sleeping in bed. No more back to thinking. Time for thinking ahead. The world's changed so very much from what it used to be. There's so much hatred, war, and poverty. Yes, sir, and yes, ma'am, you had better get them up, get them going. It's B&A on a Tuesday. Back to work for a lot of you that enjoyed the uh, Juneteenth holiday. It'll be the second day of the work week for many of you as well as we get you going. Tuesday, June 20, two weeks to the 4th of July. That'll be uh, two weeks out, a couple of days out to the NBA draft. Big-time baseball going on up in Omaha and Major League Baseball. We'll dive in there. A lot of NFL offseason as well. We've got a lot to do. Four hours of stimulating, red-hot conversation begins right now. We appreciate you finding us, whether it's on uh, 104.9 on the FM dial. could be 101.9 FM, AM 1260. Always there for you as well. Also, digitally, take us wherever you go this summer. Enjoying your vacations and whatnot. Uh, download that Horn app. A couple of pushes of a button. You're listening to all of the shows on the Horn Live. Also on your smart speaker at home and work. And always, Mr. Godbolt, right there at our website, streaming for you. 24-7, also on the Twitch channel where you can watch the cameras and watch the proceedings here in our studio uh, and by t- through the glass. That's at hornfm.com. Mr. Godbolt. Good morning to the soldiers at Fort Cavazos, Texas, the soldiers in the state of Texas, and all those that fight for us each and every day. Thank you very much for what you do. It is appreciated to you and your families. Thank your families for sharing you with all of us each and every day also. Thank you very, very much. Do be careful out there. It will be hot. Uh, that's an understatement. It's already 80 <laughs> degrees and uh, doesn't even cool down anymore. Uh, as a matter of fact, the uh, the actual start of summer is tonight into tomorrow. The summer solstice, or is that what we call it? Do we still call it that? So it's the longest, longest day, day of the year. Nice. Longest day of the year. I know out where I live at Onion Creek, there'll be a bunch of knuckleheads that'll try to play as much. Many, I don't know if they'll do it in the heat today. Every year oh, it's a, dangerous here Every today. year there's a group that tries to tee off right at sunrise and play until sunset oh. with a couple of breaks in between. It's the longest, it's you know, kind of the Iron Man thing on the longest day of the year from sunup to sundown. Uh, I don't know. I'll have a look and see if there's anybody out there today. Because, But you're dressed for, to play some golf today? Yes, Muni. Oh. Roy Kaiser Day. Oh, there's not a lot of trees out of Roy Kaiser. There's Link's nowhere to hide is there. Yeah. No. Take an umbrella. Holy cow. Record heat wave continues. Uh, I know it's, uh, you know, people get frustrated sometimes with the overreaction of the meteorologists and uh, severe storms, but this is severe. I mean, uh, some of the hottest June temperatures on record are expected over the next week, and that's not just 
the last couple of years. That's on record. Uh, they, they have something called the feels-like temperature because the overall temperature is one thing, but combined with the humidity and the heat index, that makes it the what it feels like outside. We could hit 109 or 110 today with yep. the, uh, the feels-like temperature. That could be the case into the weekend. Um, heat index values pushing 115, 120. So uh, it is very, very dangerous and, and hot. So be careful out there today at Roy Kaiser. Love Steve Hammond and the crew there off of Stastny East and the Muni Golf. But, man, you need to be – make sure oh, you're yeah. hydrated. I see your, your bottle of water there. I've got water. I've had uh, electrolytes already. I started yesterday, and I'm ready to go. There will be no extra holes. There will be no uh, – how about a couple – no. That that's always that's that has been a no for the last are the couple Texas years. Texas cheaters going to get to drinking on the course, or what is going to happen? Of course they there? are. What are you kidding me? Really? Oh yeah. <laughs> well, I want them all to be careful. You. Oh yeah. Uh, you guys are all pushing. How you're the? Are you the oldest of the Texas cheaters? Yes. Okay. You're the senior. Yes. The rest of them are those mid fifties, mid fifties types. Uh, well, everybody, be careful. Well, we obviously, you know that you can take care of yourselves, but at the same time, uh, always. No, good but to I've had the, I've had that time of. You know, all of a sudden, I'm starting to feel like I'm. I see a mirage on the course, and that's not one of those where they or they tell you they say go sit in the cart. No, that's one where you go get in the air condition. Don't let well, anybody right. talk you I into mean, the you, cart. That's still hot. But still, bring, bring some 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 rags you can put in the, the little yeah, ice cool, chest. Cooling towels would be a sure, good idea yeah. for these uh, these days if you're going to get out there and brave the heat. But uh, you know, just break, take precautions, be smart sure. about it, and you can certainly enjoy it. I don't know oh, about no, Iron we, Man golf. And I'll just say this: when you don't feel good. Just you stop. That's the, you yeah. don't go any further than, you know, not feeling well. If you don't feel well, don't try this. This isn't a, this isn't the tough man golf event. This is just a regular day of golf. That's all. Well, we had the guy text us his lawnmower yesterday. He was trying to mow the lawn before <laughs> nine o'clock and get out of the heat. He's like, oh man, it's already a hundred degrees out here. I'm done. I'm out. Give me a beer. Uh, but yes, that uh, that is what we're dealing with that time of year. Uh, into the summer. And, and this is uh, for fun, and some people out there have to work for a living. They'll be out there, so you exactly guys right. be very, very careful. That's exactly, exactly right. So a uh, uh, lot to do, a lot to dive into and uh, get you caught up. Let's start with the headlines, trending topics, and we'll get to our big conversations of a Tuesday morning. UBO Business Services brings it to you. Start in Omaha in the College World Series last night. Top-ranked Wake Forest. Proved a 7-0 now in the NCAA tournament. Haven't dropped a game. They took control of their side of the bracket there in Omaha with a clutch 3-2 win over the LSU Tigers. LSU led that game 2-0 after 5, but the Demon Deacons rallied for a pair in the 6th to tie it. And then in the ninth or the 8th, I should say, a half inning after he made the defensive player of the game to cut down a run at the plate, Wake Forest catcher Bennett Lee delivered the game-winning hit at Charles Schwab Field. And they improved a 2-0 at the College World Series, dropped LSU into the loser's bracket. Earlier in the day yesterday, Tennessee rallied from an early 4-0 deficit to eliminate the Stanford Cardinals 6-4 with the victory. Uh, Cardinal, after knocking out Texas, go 2-1 barbecue in Omaha. Second-ranked Florida, also 2-0 in Omaha. They're in control of the other side of the bracket. pair of elimination games on tap today and tonight there. 1 o'clock today, TCU, Horn Frogs facing Oral Roberts. And then tonight... All SEC elimination game, 6 o'clock, LSU squares off with Tennessee. Major League Baseball, first place Texas Rangers open their series on the south side of Chicago with a win. Josh Young delivered his 15th home run. Jonah Heim came through late with a big two-run single to stretch the lead. Uh, that in, in the seventh inning there, Texas wins it 5-2. to two. Win moves the Rangers a full five games up on the LA Angels in the west. They're six and a half up on the tumbling Astros who dropped their fifth game in a row last night. 
First game of their series with the New York Mets down in Houston. All Mets, Francisco Lindor homered, drove in five. Max Scherzer dominated that feeble Astros lineup with eight strong innings to lead the Mets to an 11-1 win. Ahead of that game, former Astro Justin Verlander honored by the club, presented his World Series ring by manager Dusty Baker. Uh, Verlander will get the start tonight in game two of that series, facing Houston's new ace, Framber Valdez. Round Rock took their normal night off, for, or Monday off. They'll continue their homestand starting tonight, 7.05, a set with Sacramento. News from the NBA, Warriors forward Draymond Green declining his $27.5 million player option for the upcoming season. That means the four-time NBA champ and former league's defensive player of the year will be an unrestricted free agent when the period opens at the end of June. At his, in, his introductory news conference yesterday, new Warriors general manager Mike Dunleavy Jr. said the team hopes to keep the 33-year-old in a Golden State uniform, but that may be difficult with the team's current salary cap load. Another major NBA storyline to follow is in Portland, where Trailblazers star Damian Lillard has been the subject of trade rumors. Uh, among the team's most interested are the Miami Heat and Lillard, reportedly all in on a deal to land the seven-time All-Star after missing out on Bradley Beal, who was dealt from the Wizards to the Suns on Sunday. Plenty of league activity expected in the coming days. NBA draft set for Thursday. This segment brought to you by UBO Business Services. Great people, great service, endless possibilities. That's UBO Business Services. Visit them at ubeo.com. All right, yeah, interesting to follow the NBA uprise, or, uh, you know, updates over the next 48 hours because the draft is Thursday night. You know, the Portland Trailblazers will be interesting, as we mentioned, with Dame Lillard. They have the third pick in the draft Thursday night behind, uh, you know, San Antonio with pick one. Uh, Charlotte has pick two, and then it's it's Portland, and they're kind of trying to they're kind of at a fork in the road in Portland. Do we try to you know draft a, a player with third pick and and continue to build, or could we trade that pick along with the twenty third pick that they also own and maybe some players to go get another star to pair with Dame Lillard or. You know, are they going to trade Dave Miller and start over in Portland? Those are decisions. That yeah, need well, to be they made. tell him every year they're going to try to to build around him. But I I don't know. I think it's time for him to move. They have assets, and the question is, do you go after a, an available star player, or do you, you know, trade your star player start to building. start start again? He's, he's you know, but Dave Miller is one of the best players in the game. Yeah, Sham Sharnia of the Athletic was on uh, the Pat McAfee show yesterday and said Dave Miller has told the, the Trailblazers he still wants to be there. He's not demanding a trade. Now, he'll accept a trade, but he's not demanding one. Like we've seen, you know, Bradley Beal pretty much said end of the road in Washington, and that landed him in Phoenix, which that converse, that trade got a bunch of conversation yesterday, and we'll pick it up. But, you know, with with the draft 48 hours out, or 48 hours out, out as of tonight, you can expect a lot of conversations and, and league activity. Because, uh, you know, you have those. that's when you have the assets and teams would like to acquire yeah, those and, assets and what, to use them as draft Are there building pick. blocks that you see in the, in the, you know, in the draft? Yeah, that's right. Well, it's you know it's an interesting draft because there's a, a signature player we know the one you know once in a generation type talent from and the we Spurs know where he's going with Victor Wembanyama and then you know Scoot Henderson the young point guard who played in the G League last year he is seen as the clear number two but there has been conversation that the, the team picking second in Charlotte and the team picking third in Portland don't really need a point guard right Houston picks four. So there's there's intrigue there of how this plays out. Uh, but those are your two premier players in the draft. One a big, uh, maybe a generational big, and then one a point guard who can lead a team in a, in a perimeter. I mean, the kid from Alabama. Game. I mean, what do you what do you do? I mean, you're going to build around a guard. I mean, I think kid he's from Alabama. He'll, he'll be two. He'll yeah, be two. Maybe he goes two. I think so. Unless somebody trade somebody might try to trade. You know, New Orleans has been a team that's been looked at that might want to trade up to two or three. Trade Zion. Try to get. Oh well, yeah, they're going to have to get rid of the big chef. Well, but how do you get rid of the franchise player who's due a huge contract that doesn't have much value right now? Zion Williamson 
is a problem for the for the New Orleans Pelicans because yeah, you, you'd say you could trade them, but what do they you know? Would Houston give up the fourth pick to get Zion Williamson? He might be worth it. I mean, he's a first team All NBA kind of guy when he does play. When which, he does, which was twenty six games. Yeah, and eventually year. he has to play, or he'll be out of basketball, right? I mean, well, doesn't he have to play at some time? Well, I don't know if going to Houston's where you go to get in shape and stop eating <laughs> yeah. strippers, you know what I mean? Uh, because that, cause yeah. the New Orleans, Stripper meals. That's even closer the, to Mariah Mills than he is now. Well, yeah, yeah and if, if the rumors are true and the Houston Rockets went after James Harden to bring him back, well, that's a great chaperone for Zion wow. Williamson. I assume you just go young there. But uh, you know, Mariah Mills, his ex-model girlfriend, still threatening things. And, you know, that that's a toxic situation for New Orleans. I don't know that – You'd be crazy to give up a top five pick for that problem. Now it, it's a boomer bust thing, but if it busts, you get fired. I don't know uh, if you're Charlotte. Think about think how I mean Lamelo Lamelo Ball has a hard time staying on the court too. But those two playing together would be probably one of the most fun, entertaining teams yeah. in the NBA. Well, we'll follow. That's what I'm saying. I think the next 48 hours there could be a lot of those things. You know, the phones are burning up, and yeah, it's just tough when you think. Well, I mean, you're going to have them together for 15 games in a season. I mean, you just can't do that when guys don't well, play half a year. And, you know, if you're a general manager of another team, I think you're looking in New Orleans saying they know more about him and they're trying to trade him. If he's that great and they think he's going to get himself in shape and he's on a good then track, they keep him. why would they trade him? Yeah. Why would they be calling us? Uh, if he's this once-in-a-generational kind of player, like we thought he was coming out of Duke, uh, why are they calling me? Uh, you know, yeah, he's that not tells an old every, man. He's not tells, an old dude. No, that tells me everything I need to know. Uh, no thanks. I'm not. I'm not. Uh, not interested. But yeah, that's an interesting storyline. I think the Lillard storyline is the most interesting because I think he's the most ready to impact a team immediately. Clearly, a seven-time All Star is going to go to the Hall of Fame. A great ball player, uh, team player. No injury. I mean, very minimal injury history, uh, and and really could could be the, the missing piece, especially in Miami. Gosh, if the Heat were able to get him after winning the East this year and playing in the NBA Finals, you put a piece of firepower like that on that team with that culture. With Jimmy Butler, that would be pretty scary. Um, you know, probably greater than what we saw with Phoenix picking up Bradley Beal in the deal on Sunday. So we'll talk NBA. We'll get into the baseball conversations on this uh, June the twentieth. Somebody said Mariah Mills on Twitter last night says he's going to release their sex tapes. Yeah, that's. Yeah, you don't want to acquire I don't need this guy. All that, no. You keep your problem in New Orleans. Uh, that is an issue. Now the Draymond Green story is interesting because he can. He's thirty-three years old. He can still. Steve Kerr, the coach in Golden State, is on record as saying if we lose Draymond, we're, we're not a contender anymore. He's kind of the guts of that team as far as defense and rebounding and all the things he does from his uh, you know, post position. He's 33. He's looking for that last big contract. And if you're looking at the Golden State Warriors, they're the most overcapped team in the league. I mean, they are, they got huge contracts with, with Steph Curry and Klay Thompson and their stars. They also gave Jordan Poole the young you know, enigmatic point guard, a huge contract that kicks in this year. That, you know, irony because we know Jordan Poole and Draymond Green and got in that fight in practice. They're not at odds. They never overcame like each other. That, yeah. yeah. But Jordan Poole's contract may be the reason they can't resign Draymond Green. They just can't afford the both no. of them. So obviously, Golden State's going to say this, all the things, but, you know, could they trade Jordan Poole to try to resign Draymond Green? Or do you stick with the younger player? Golden State, obviously, with a new general manager at the helm and Mike Dunleavy, they've got decisions to make. Yeah, they'll make a big move with him as the new guy. I mean, they, I, I just don't see they, – they can't get over that punch. Well, I'm going to say to – They're having to, a hard uh, time getting over the punch. I'll say to our man Ty Henderson through the glass, what about a Luka Doncic, Kyrie Irving, Draymond, Draymond Green trio in Dallas where they need defense and rebounding and leadership to go with the scoring and uh, the ability of, of Luka 
and, and Kyrie, Kyrie, who seemed to get along pretty good in the uh, months that they played together. You like that idea? Yeah, that's, I was actually telling Bucky that before the show started. Yeah. I haven't heard any reports about them being interested, but it seems like a pretty natural fit um, from what yeah, they know, need like a roughneck dude yeah. like that there. Yeah. Someone that's not Dwight Powell. <laughs> right. <laughs> that's, we know, that's, that's, right. The, that's the common phrase of all Mass fans. As long as Dwight Powell's not starting in the post, then we're good. Uh, would, that would be interesting. That would add, add some intrigue because Draymond Green would like to have one last run playing with Luka Doncic, who's you know one of the best, if not the best young player in the game, and then Kyrie Irving with all that he brings. But, uh, again, he's, this might be his last, last look. Uh, so a lot to come next 48 hours in the NBA. We'll certainly uh, look into that and keep you co- posted here on the uh, show, Oh, the People. And I know Spurs fans are counting down the the minutes to the draft pick and the card go in. Hey, and San Antonio could be a landing spot for Jordan Poole. That's a team that could have, you know, they have cap space, young, could use a scoring guard. Ooh, to go with their young big. Oh, Lord. All right, so a lot, lot to come down. If you're looking at the dates, Thursday night is the draft. June 30th, end of the month, is when free agent the free agent period begins, and there will be some names in there, including Chris Paul. And as we played the sound yesterday, Chris Paul found out he was traded on an airplane flying to New York to be on Good Morning America yesterday. We hung out with that crew, Mike Strahan and those guys, promoting a new book that he's got coming out. So uh, plenty of, of round ball action. I love where his son texts him to tell him you've been traded, Dad. <laughs> yeah. Oh, really? Thanks, son. Thanks, kid. Yeah. It's Father's Day. Yeah, no, why not? <laughs> it's Father's Day. Uh, so we'll do some some NBA this morning. Craig Way has his report coming up this hour. Uh, in Omaha, we talked about that was a must-watch game last night, and it did not disappoint. Tennessee, Wake Forest, excuse me, LSU, Wake Forest. Oh, yeah. I think those may be the best two teams. I want to slight Florida just yet, but uh, those two teams right there, you know, with, with Paul Skeens and what LSU has. And then Boy, Drew, those Dylan teams Cruz. get, and they get momentum and they get it taken away from you in a second there in these games. Well, Wake just has that unbelievable pitching. I don't know that any, you know, if Wake Forest goes on to win this whole thing, I think it's fair to say I don't think there's any team, any school that invested more through the, uh, the wow. NIL market into their baseball program than Wake Forest. Wake Forest, I don't say they bought a pitching staff, but they invested heavily. Um, which is it transfers? Is, yeah, I mean that that pitching staff in there mm-hmm. with all the power arms, uh, they were heavy in the transfer portal, and uh, you know so Wake is a team that's really talented, uh, especially in the pitching staff. That's where that you know that staff keeps them in games, even if they trail by a couple runs, they find ways to win. And the catcher I mentioned, man, the the, the play he made uh, in the seventh inning, it was two two to two, late in the game, uh, it was a play at the plate, and Bennett Lee, the catcher, made a pick of a of a short hop and tag the runner to cut down the run that was just, you know, all-star level. I mean, this was Pudge Rodriguez kind of stuff to make the play of the game at the plate to keep it 2-2, and then he had the single in the next inning, the next half inning, to win it 3-2. As we know, in a best-of-four, kind of a super regional double elimination, to stay into that winner's bracket, to get to 2-0 and, you know, let everybody else play extra innings while you sit and wait was what Wake Forest and, uh, and Florida will now do. And that is such a huge advantage on your way to a potential national championship, or at least the national championship series, where Wake Forest and Florida look to be on a collision course at this point. As we said today, uh, UTTU fans will be watching that game with Oral Roberts, uh, and then there'll be the LSU-Tennessee game, so a couple days of elimination games to, to whittle things down. And uh, It's a fun watch. It is. It's been great baseball. It really has. I mean, and to hear the commentary of uh, the Ben McDonalds and these guys saying it's the best World Series they've been to. I mean, every game has been been compelling. Every game has gone to the late innings and rallies. I mean, gosh, even the, the Stanford game. Big rallies. Uh, Stanford was up 4 nothing early, but the pitcher that the Longhorns ran into, Quinn Matthews, who threw that 156-pitch uh, complete game to help uh, get them back in that series, 
Well, he only lasted like 80 pitches in that game yesterday. He gave up a bunch of singles and did not have his best stuff. You could imagine coming off of the, uh, uh, you know, the workload he put in to beat help beat the Longhorns last Sunday night to turn around and pitch last night or yesterday. He was not the same pitcher, and Tennessee got after him pretty good. Couldn't hold that four nothing lead. And Stanford gave him the lead, four uh, nothing early, but he couldn't hold it. And uh, Tennessee rallied. So Tennessee will play tonight against uh, LSU. Uh, to square things Is the off. Tennessee coach a little over the top? Oh, yeah. Tony Vitello? There's yeah. something about him that just... Yeah, he runs really hot. He and Frank <laughs> Anderson together, he's the pitching coach. They do run hot, don't they? Well, that's why they're kind of a of a, uh, a villain of a team as a program. Uh, they, they're they brash. They, they, they talk a lot because the coach talks a lot. Uh, they just, they run on, they run on red, uh, without a doubt, at Tennessee, uh, which rubs a lot of people the wrong way. Uh, but they're good. I mean, they're talented. Oh, yeah. And they're there. But uh, Wake Forest and Florida in control... Uh, also interesting to hear from Omaha that you know Paul Skeens, the young pitcher who the Longhorns saw when he was at Air Force a year ago, uh, gosh, to hear those guys say that he's the best pitching prospect they've ever seen, which is true. I mean, but th- that he's going to be the one-one. He'll be the number one pick. LSU. And then it sounds like he's playing. Once he get wherever he goes, they're going to use him late in the season. Well, he, his last his, his previous start for LSU and their win, he had forty-three pitches over hundred miles an hour. Uh, you know, it, and you know, this is a, a note for all of you parents out there, you dads who want to get your kid a college scholarship when he's 12. Paul Skeens really wasn't a pitcher growing up. He he pitched a little bit, but he was mostly a catcher and then went to Air Force. But he had does this rocket arm, and he was talking last night that when he got to Air Force, they started pitting, he started to pitch, but he didn't know what he was doing. Uh, he was just throwing. And now he's been to LSU, and they've got his body. He's a little bit older, right? Yeah. Uh, and they've gotten his body right, and uh, they've gotten his mechanics down and, and where he is, you know, his chest angle and things that are very important to to that downward tilt that he's looking for, and he has become the number one prospect for the Major League Baseball draft this summer uh, with the work he's put in at LSU. And as you're right, I mean he could he could impact a team immediately at the at the high ma- high minors or into the yep. major league level. Do we know who has the first pick? Um, gosh, Pittsburgh. Pittsburgh is on the clock. A young, talented team in Pittsburgh. We started uh, out the season pretty hot yeah. this year. Uh, he could help them, but again, coming off a long college season, a lot of it's times a, it's you want, the Nationals actually. A lot, it is, oh, wait. a lot of times you want to shut those guys down. Sure, no, because they did a draft lottery for the first time this year. Oh, right? is that right? Yeah, Pittsburgh won it. It said Pittsburgh have won the first MLB draft lottery in baseball history. I, I knew the Nationals had the best odds of getting the number one pick, though. So it goes to uh, well, that would have been irony if uh, Washington, the Nationals, had it because you realize, remember the, the Nationals and Astro fans can't forget they lost to Washington in that World Series in 2019. Uh, a big hero of that was Steven Strasburg. Remember that? And oh, yeah. um, they signed into the big deal. Is he still pitching there? He may never pitch again. He's hurt. But they owe him so much money. Uh, and he was one of those number one overall picks when he came in. Remember, they were so careful with him. And they won a World Series in Washington. And then they he, he they, they rewarded him. him yep. And now he, he can't get healthy. I mean, it's that was with Scherzer, too, right? Yes. And it's not looking good uh, for, you know, and they owe him a ton. I mean, they owe him a ton of money. And he may never get Scherzer back. Scherzer with the Mets? Yeah, he just beat the Astros, but last night because the Astros stink uh, right now. Of course, I see the stat that uh, the Mets haven't beat Houston in Houston since 2011. So I'm like, oh, that's a seems like a pretty good bet. Last Should've night, oh, you jumped on that? Yeah, no, just both you know, feet. You jump in there with both you know, feet. Five leg parlay, just a little oh. sprinkle. Oh. That, that was the game that a uh, <laughs> little sprinkle in there. Thanks, Astros. Hunter Brown. Astros are not good uh, right now, uh, to say the least. Five straight losses, two and eight in their last ten, tumbling into third place in the West and. Really an easy lineup to pitch against because Altuve's not found his stride since coming back. Bregman has just been okay all year. Jordan's hurt. And when he's not in their lineup, it just changes the lineup. You 
you know, you have to be so careful with Jordan Alvarez, but now he's not in there with that oblique problem. Um, you know, they're, they've got issues. Injuries are really catching up to Houston without a doubt right now. And the Rangers are the team taking advantage of it. They just continue to put wins on the board. I did a little bit of a scuffle on their previous road trip, but they went to, you know, playing good teams. Uh, but they opened their series with a win last night. They're, they're right there where they want to be. Uh, the Rangers do for sure. So a lot of baseball, a little NBA in there and a lot to do. It's a Tuesday. It's going to be a, uh, an absolute smoke show out there. Be careful. Dangerous temperatures in Austin, Texas. We'll get you ready for that. We'll have some fun as well. It is National uh, Vanilla Milkshake Day and Ooh, yeah. um, last day of spring and all those kind of things. So we can have fun with that with you uh, on a busy Tuesday here on B&E. Middle of summer now, or, or start of summer, but middle of the heat wave as we get you cranked up. Craig Way with his reports and B&E Facts of the Day coming. Lock it in. Just getting warmed up here on B&E. It's Bucky and Aaron. She just caught the Jamestown Ferry. It's not a hot day, January. Like she said it be. Tuesday on the Horn, B&E with you. Ty Henderson picking the songs. What's that tune there, T.Y.? Jamestown Ferry by Charlie Crockett. Thank you. Like Charlie Crockett. Speaking of all that good country music, y'all better start getting your tickets for Coke Fest so y'all not hitting me up here next month. They're on sale. They're ready to go. So get ready for that that first weekend in July. K-O-K-E Fest, and you're going to want to be there when we get to it. Because they'll be calling Ty here. They'll be calling E. <laughs> hey, hey, yeah, you got some extra tickets, don't you? Yeah, that's, uh, you know, we're, we said we're two weeks to the 4th of July, which means we're another month beyond that. So six weeks out to Coke Fest, uh, early August there in Hutto, out in Hutto at uh, Brushy Creek. Looking forward to that with some great bands and uh, two nights and days of great Texas country music and a lot of fun. K-O-K-E-Fest.com. Full show and a good pick right there for Ty on a Tuesday. Uh, dangerous heat continues. Be careful out there today. Bucky's dressed for some golf. I'm glad you're wearing white at least with your white. I did. I go Longhorn polo. Yes, I'm going. I'm going light and I'm going shorts. How about that? I noticed that. Normally yeah. you're Mr. It is the Muni. It is. Remember, uh, Paulie said, "Hey, can I wear a T-shirt?" I was like, "No, do not come out anywhere with a T-shirt on." I love that. He that, said, "You know, they go T-shirt at Muni." I'm like, "No, not with no." Put a collar on that shirt there, Tiger. Yeah, you're playing the, maybe the most treeless course in greater Austin. I'll get some run today, though. You should get some run on the fairways. Okay, you're, that's you're playing important. Kaiser, Roy Kaiser there in East Austin. I have not played least. Roy Kaiser in over 20 years. I can't wait to hear your review. Hope you survive. Yes. <laughs> Hope you survive to be here tomorrow to tell us about it uh, as you play around. My what? wife is really on me about that. She's like, like concerned. I'm like... I'm out in the garden every day. I'm outside. I mean, I work towards that that being in the heat thing. I'm not doing eight hours out there, but I go out there. It's not like I don't go out in the sun and hang out in the garden and you got sweat your through pool things. Now. And I got my kiddie pool. Well, you won't have your kiddie pool at the golf course if no. you're you know on a four or five hour round. But uh, we'll see. We'll see where that and goes. That, and that that tough part is, let's get off the green. Let's not you know, let's not be plum bobbing and doing all those things that you saw at the U.S. Open. You don't need to do that. Line it up and hit it. Let's go. Don't be don't don't be uh, hanging no. around. Uh, I agree with that for sure. All right, so I, this is the kind of headline I love in the middle of the, or in the start of summer, but the middle of uh, the off season. This is good stuff in the NFL because the NFL is on vacation, right? They've done their mandatory mini camp, so the league is is shut down essentially. Yeah, they, players. they don't have a lot of summer drama. Those guys just try to get ready to go to work. Well, they they, they do the the OTAs, the rookie mini camps, and you know those those organized team activities, and they each have you know a week or so of mandatory mini camps because they want to get things installed and ready for hit the ground running when we get to training camp the next month and then they pretty much shut down yeah they, they spend all their talk about gambling do not 
hey, yeah. I'll be putting your money down here. You know, reset those rules. But essentially the NFL is on a, on a, on a vacation across the league. They'll go to camp uh, middle of July and begin prep for the season. But here's a, here's a headline I love. Uh, Noah Brown. Noah Brown, of course, was a wide receiver in Dallas for several years, five or six years. He's now in Houston. And here's the headline. C.J. Stroud has the potential to be as good or better than Dak Prescott. See, that's that's one of those great headlines. That's, that's not what I want to hear. <laughs> What's that? Shooting for the stars. Well, he's you know people put a microphone in his face, and he said they're both great quarterbacks. Uh, that's a great class to be in. I think he has all the potential to live up to that. Speaking of C.J. Stroud, the number two pick in the draft, maybe even surpass it. So you know, I'm rooting for C.J. and I'm willing to have his back on anything. Well, a couple things. A, the Texans hope he's better than C.J. Stroud. <laughs> I mean, better than Dak Prescott. He yeah. was the second pick of the draft. Dak Prescott with a fourth round pick. Um, and, and has overplayed that that uh, draft pick excessively. Uh, but, yes, the, the Texans took C.J. Stroud with the hope that he's a franchise quarterback and that he is uh, the, the new face of the franchise. Hey, Dak is a fr- And he's not breaking records throwing picks. Correct. Well, I, you know, th- those are the kind of questions. There's, yes, he has a chance to be better. Well, he probably should be. He came in with more ability. I mean, you, 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 you as, a, as a draft grade, he came in with a much higher grade than Dak Prescott. Absolutely. Dak Prescott has you know, surpassed and, and become the face of the franchise, um, which was, was fortunate for the Cowboys because they had him pretty low rated on their own quarterback board. But, yes, he probably should be. Uh, part of that story to get some football talk out there is that Houston, all rave reviews, by the way, for C.J. Stroud, whether that means anything, he hasn't played a football game yet. That'll change if he plays terrible early. Uh, but all rave reviews, especially from his head coach, D'Amico Ryans, that uh, really thought he was sharp and uh, took to the playbook and took to the leadership role they want him to take over. I don't think there'll be much debate in Houston about the quarterback, right? They have Case Keenum there. Uh, they'll move on from Davis Mills, and he'll be their their opening day starter. You have to believe that. Cowboys are trying to lessen the load a little bit on Dak Prescott with a running game, which um, you know they say is going to be you know their bread and butter for play action to, to save their defense. Uh, as you're right, as you said, Dak Prescott needs to cut down on the interceptions. Absolutely. Well, I mean, and they don't know for the Cowboys in a running game. You don't know much about it until you actually get to the games. How is your running game? Well, in practice, we were looking good. We got to the game and we played against the real defenses, and it was just okay. I mean, they'll they'll get they'll get a, a well, they're going to get a real feeling when they go against their own guys because their defense is pretty salty. So they'll see what their running game is like in you know in their summer practices. Well, when you when your best player on defense, Micah Parsons, is drawing parallels to the 2000 Baltimore Ravens defense, you yeah, they're see, not going to run very far. <laughs> well, you got to see where the the t- the team mindset is. They want to be built on a strong physical running game, play action pass game, and then defense that helps you win the football game. And you know, I think Mike McCarthy, if he's sitting right here, would tell you if Dak doesn't throw those two picks against San Francisco, the Cowboys win the game. It would have been a low scoring, ugly game, but that's the kind of game we're going to play. Um, I think the I think the Cowboys brass and Mike McCarthy whether this is the right way to go or not in a league that is going more and more offensive, and more and more of a passing league, they're saying wait a second, when when Dak Prescott was hurt and Cooper Rush took over and we went four and one played lower scoring games minimized possessions let our defense win it the quarterback didn't make mistakes we were winning football games when Dak came back opened things back up and the interceptions began of course Dak Prescott led the NFL in interceptions with five games missed due to injury, because I'll get the text here immediately from a, somebody who'll say, well, Josh Allen actually threw as many interceptions as right. Dak. But he played in a lot more football games than Dak did, because Dak missed five games uh, with an injury, and he still uh, you know, hit the same number. He was, if you look at a, at a interception per pass attempt, he was number one in the NFL. That has to come down in Dallas. 
and the Cowboys want to protect him with the run game and that defense. And but, it's not even like they were down the field interceptions no. all the time. It was like throwing it straight to dudes in the flat. Yeah, poor decisions and trying to force balls. I think Dak, if he were sitting here, would tell you that, you know, with because C.D. Lamb at times was really the only option, uh, he or Dalton Schultz, you know, because Michael Gallup wasn't 100%, they didn't really have a next option. Uh, it was, well, i got to force the ball. I mean, they're, they're, it's tight windows that I'm dealing with because there's not a lot of separation from our receivers um, because C.D. Lamb's getting the double team. And you go back to that San Francisco game, the, in the playoff game that they lost in January, those were two forced balls. Where Yeah, I mean, Michael Gallup has to be a real number two this year. Sure. I mean, he's coming out. Now you're going to have almost two years away from that injury. You can't be still nursing that. We can't be still saying, well, he's come not coming out of his breaks. He should be okay to go this I think year. he'll be the number three, though, production-wise. I think Brandon Cooks is going to have a huge – if Brandon Cooks can stay healthy – Huge year, close to CD Lamb numbers. You well, think you'll, you'll think you'll have that kind of? You think you'll have that kind of? Oh, Dak, catches loves, that Dak loves those kind of receipts. You know, we've seen in Cole Beasley. Um, just it kind of the guys that work inside the numbers. Even in Dalton Schultz, completely different. Well, kind of Brandon player. Cooks is more of a vertical threat than, yeah, than anything I mean, else. I know, but he can. I mean, he can work those whip whip outs, whip ins. You know, the the short yardage conversions he can get. Well, you I'll there be interested too, to see if they don't use Brandon Cooks as more as the, of the field stretcher. That was one thing they could didn't have, and this goes back to the Dak point on interceptions. When the, when the when the safeties are able to, to creep up and compress your oh, yeah. your passing lanes, and this is where Dak's having to force balls into Dalton Schultz or C.D. Lamb because there's no one that scares them getting over the top. Brandon Cook brings that. He can stretch the field. He can get behind your safeties, and that's the biggest fear of any defensive back. Well, they've got to step back a little bit and be fearful of Brandon Cooks. That should open things up for Michael Gallup and right. for potentially C.D. Lamb going more into the slot, which is was where he's been his best, which I don't mind at all. I mean, if you can use those two receivers as – is just base receivers and let C.D. Lamb become your Cooper Cup kind of player, uh, where he is just uncoverable in single coverage in the in the in the slots and across the middle. I'm good with that if you can back the safeties up. I mean, you want to achieve two things: you want to run the football uh, to create play action, but you also now have Brandon Cooks there to stretch the field and and you know really make it tough on defense. Yeah, I think you're right. And with a bigger, healthier Gallup who can play outside yeah. if he's healthy, and it's shown those the ability to make those acrobatic catches right. and go up and get it and be a, a number one target. No, he's got to be healthy. The Cowboys invested a contract in him while he was hurt. Yes, they, right? did. they knew he was hurt when they gave him the deal. He's got to come back fully from that. The Cowboys believe if those three are healthy, with your guy Jake Ferguson at tight end there, 80 Ty. Ca- 80 catches. Terrence Ferguson oh. replacing Dalton Why do you keep Schultz. throwing that up? It was 70. Now you went up to 80? 75, 80. Oh. I remember Dalton Schultz had like 60 catches last year, and he was the, number two. He was he was the number two option. So 80 is a big, big number. Uh, especially with those other receivers. But they also drafted the kid uh, out of Michigan in the second round, the tight end. So Luke Schoonmaker. Luke Schoonmaker. So that's where the Cowboys are going. As for the Texans, they're going to hitch their wagon to C.J. Stroud and uh, can't wait for football season to roll around here. Speaking of quarterbacks, coming up in our Coach's Corner Buck, we'll dive into this because our friends over at the Austin American Statesman, Thomas Jones, put his ranking out. They're going to be ranking the Big 12 teams position by position, and today they've come out with quarterbacks. Might surprise you who they believe, or at least Thomas Jones has, is the team with the best quarterback room of the 14 teams in the Big 12 in 20 and 23. Uh, we'll also tell you where the Longhorns stack up in those rankings, and we'll get a good debate going on there because we're now 74 days to the start of the college football season for your Texas Longhorns facing the Rice Owls, 74 days out uh, for sure. So we'll get into that coming up. Also talking College World Series, or Wake Forest and Florida have taken control of their brackets, also with the NBA. Uh, Ty, you read the NBA blogs the most. Do you you think Damian Lillard will be traded or be staying in Portland? It's one of those weird things where I know he wants to be that kind of Dirk Nowitzki, Kobe Bryant kind of player where you do play your whole career in one city, one franchise. 
but he also does want to win, and I think he's slowly realizing that it's probably not going to happen in Florida or in Portland because that you know, it's hard to attract free agents there. You can obviously trade for people, but I don't think one one even two guys is going to turn that team into a championship contender overnight. So I think it's one of those Miami, things where you you as a fan, Buck, you you appreciate Damian Lillard and his lack of his selfishness, and that he wants to be the team guy and the Dirk. Same time, you almost wish he would wish beg his way out because you know to see him on a Miami Heat type of team or you know somewhere else to he's give him probably a ch- the most likable player in the yeah. NBA. Yeah, Lillard's a lot like like Bradley Beal. Bradley Beal was always wanting out, but once he was there, he never he never complained because the money he was getting. You love you some Bradley Beal, don't you? I do. I like the way he plays. I like his game. No, Buck, you've always I liked said his, that. I liked his game from the very, very beginning. The impact Damian Lillard, Lillard would have on a team, though, is so much greater than Bradley Beal. Oh, and I, I, do I, agree I would agree. Bradley Beal is a great – he's a good, great player. I think he still can be a number two Dame in Lillard is an incredible scorer. Yeah, he's a top five player, like number one guy in the NBA, in my opinion, still at, what, 33 years old? Oh, yeah. No, he, he's Lillard? a scorer. But I, I like Beal because he never – you know, all that wanting out. I mean, this has been about four or five years about him getting out and leaving. You know, when John Wall left – like 5,000 times, it was Bradley Beal just stuck around. You know why? Because he made good money, and once the season started, he was collecting checks. And he's only going to make more money from here on out. Right. He's, he's going to be making like $59 million, I think it's $61 wow. million in his last year of the contract he's, he signed last offseason. A lot of people criticizing the young, the, the new owner in Phoenix, Matt Ishbia, for being a little bit too aggressive here. That, you know, Monty Williams and the Phoenix Suns were in the NBA Finals and they had built this this core of good players and then they had a nice bench. Um, Mikhail Bridges and some of these type of young young emerging players, you know, he came in, bought the team and traded them all, uh, traded all the guts of their team for Kevin Durant uh, to make a run to put with Devin Booker. It kind of reminds me of what Steve Ballmer did when he took over the Clippers. Yeah. You know, making that big splash. Well, you, make, Why? you make that splash for your season ticket holders that were going yeah, for with Kevin bench. Durant. It doesn't work. So then you got to fire Monty Williams, your coach, who had just been coach of the year and had you in the finals and seemed like they were building something in the desert. Well, now instead of – because now you, you kind of put yourself in a pickle by, by trading all those assets for, for Kevin Durant and it didn't lead to a championship. Well, now you got to double down again. we got to get rid – and you have to get rid of Chris Paul. That's not – he's not well, doing Chris anything Well, Chris Paul was your him. only asset. Yeah. And, you know, Dan, you got the, the DeAndre Ayton contract to deal with. But, it, you know, it is a team, as we talked about yesterday, that have five players – that are making over up to $170 million Man. in their cap. Well, it's a 12-player roster. So if five players get you to 170, and as uh, Ty just said, that Bradley Beal deal just continues to elevate, you know, you, that doesn't give you much room. You can bring in a bunch of league minimum guys to try to fill out your roster. But is that going to beat Denver? Where Denver is built for the long haul, they're built with stars, but also with depth and a, and a well-built salary cap. Uh, that's why I've, I've compared them to, to Golden State many times. Because look, that golden that that thing eventually turns into Golden State, where you just have too many highly paid players. And Golden State, they they just gotten to that point, which may cost them Draymond Green, or they may have to trade Jordan Poole, or whatever they have to do. Denver still has a couple, three, four years before they hit that problem, and that's why Denver will be the favorite as long as they're in that good cap situation with that guy in the middle, along with Jamal Murray, two young superstars. Uh, all right, so yeah. That, but only thing about for me is Bradley Beal getting worn out in the West. I mean, I just. He's gonna have to. He's he's gonna have to score and defend. You know, I mean, there's sure. some, and they got big guards in well, the West. But don't Ty, they? Ty was skeptical yesterday of that deal, and because because for good reason, right? The the big three in Denver, or excuse me, in Phoenix: Kevin Durant, Devin Booker, and now Bradley Beal have both had injury. Pro- all three have had injury problems. None of them are elite defenders. Um, and somebody's got to be the point guard. Somebody's got. They, they all kind of play the same position. So you know, again, there's there's more questions than answers there. It's, it looks good. 
on paper, but uh, you know, it's very just, similar than Kevin Durant's last big three in Brooklyn to me. You know, like on I paper, think it's got less on, drama. I think well, it's yeah, got less divas. But on pa- the both on paper, you're like, yes, yeah, like oh, this oh, yeah. team's a Finals favorite. But when you really look deeply at it, I don't think it's as great as a lot of people are. Yeah, well, I can't imagine saying. Devin Booker being all of a sudden they're asking him to bring the ball up. At, I mean, well, oh, like, he, really? does, he does a lot. You know, yeah. when, with when, when they finally realize in the playoffs, like, wow, Chris Paul, this, you know, oh, this isn't working. Yeah, Devin, Devin Booker, Booker was control. the guy, yeah. And look, those are two, three, still three great scores. And if they can oh, find yeah. magic in a bottle, they could make a run. Uh, and, but the one in Brooklyn that Kevin Durant was a part of, just that was predictable that it was going to collapse. Just wasn't built solid. And I don't know if Phoenix is either, but I do think it's yeah, Bradley Beal's more of a team guy, mm-hmm. less of a drama guy, and a great scorer. Devin Booker seems like he's built with the right stuff. I like the the makeup of the players more, which I think Kevin Durant will be malleable with. But, uh, yes, there are plenty of questions as far as depth goes and defense. Yes. Uh, all right, we'll come back. We will continue these conversations. We'll rank the quarterbacks, or at least we'll discuss the quarterbacks in the Big 12 uh, based on the ranking of the Austin American Statesman today. Also dive into your thoughts and conversations on a busy Tuesday. First, it's Craig Way. It's Bucky and Aaron. Beginning on a Tuesday, Ty Henderson as well, rolling forward 20 June, two weeks to 4th of July. Bucky's playing golf today in this heat. Be careful, my friend. Be careful, my friend. Yeah, I need to get to my 68th birthday next week, don't I? 60. We'd like, we want you to get there. Your birthday on the 29th, about nine days out. Am I right about that? Do I have yeah. that right? Yeah. Well, 29. Uh, yeah, done the show long enough with you. I know your birthday. Knowing you. Old man. Old man. <laughs> old man on the Ooh. golf course today. Are getting seasoned. I like to call you seasoned. No, I'm old. That's all right. No, you're not. You know, older, older, older. Every year I get older. That's, that's right. What, we all. That's do. how I looked at it. We all do. Yeah. Uh, but yes. Yeah, so uh, heard Craig Way and his Craig Way report. Wake Forest into the uh, winners bracket, two and zero now. Wake Forest the fifth number one overall seed because Wake Forest was number one coming into the tournament. They've gone seven and zero so far in the NCAA tournament from the uh, the first round through their super regional to Omaha. Uh, and they're the first number one seed to win it, their first two games at the Men's College World Series. Three of the previous four reached the championship, but only Miami in 1999 actually won the whole thing. So Wake Forest trying to you know, buck a trend here. It's been quite a while since the number one seed won the national championship. Uh, also, Buck, did you see that the uh, the young uh, infielder in Miami, Luis Ariz? Yes. Uh, five for five again last night? Yeah. Uh, this guy's had three. He's kind of on fire, isn't he? Yeah, man. Uh, you know, he's from he's been Venezuela, and he's got that, that Jose Altuve kind of uh, ability to, to you know hit the ball. Bat to ball skills are elite. Uh, his first year in Miami, he was traded from uh, Minnesota, and he's hitting the ball every part of the. Well, park he's batting four hundred. He's yeah. batting four hundred. So this is one to watch. He's had five three or three five hit games this month. Only three other players have ever done that in baseball to have three five hit games in one month. Dave Winfield. Were you a Dave Winfield fan? You were a Yankees I was. fan. What an athlete he was. Yeah, he was a great athlete. The other Basketball two. Basketball player. 1922 Ty Cobb, 1921 George Sisler. So uh, only you know, joining some pretty elite company with three five-hit games, batting 400 now. That's one to watch here into the summertime in Major League Baseball. There's some, some young, compelling things happening in Major League Baseball. You know, Ranger fans are right to be excited about their ball club because they look really good and well-built for the long haul. Bruce Bochy is making all the right moves. How about Bruce Bochy last night? Because they were facing a left-handed pitcher, he moved the young, the youngster Josh Young into the three-hole. Uh, it felt like it'd be a good matchup for him, so he moved him up, dropped Nathaniel Lowe down to five. All he did was have three hits at a home run, 
produced for his manager, Bruce Bochy, was the perfect hire for that locker room, and the Rangers are really good. Uh, also, the Cincinnati Reds, who swept the Astros this weekend, they're emerging as a cool story mm-hmm. in Major League Baseball because this young Reds team is kind of coming together, and they got Joey Votto back last night. He did a big home run. Uh, so there's some good storylines. Uh, I know Astro fans are frustrated with the state of that ball club right now, but still plenty of good stuff going on in Major League Baseball uh, here into uh, into the summer, also in Omaha, Nebraska. A lot of NBA as well with the NBA draft coming your way Thursday night and all that surrounds that. A lot of trades and moves could be happening. Draymond Green can be a free agent. You interested in Draymond, Buck? There's been a lot of off – there's been a lot of drama with Draymond. The fights – uh, I just if, if he's on the other the team, you hate him. If he's on your team, you love him. He's that guy. Yes, sir. Unless he's punching your... Kind of like Danny Ainge. Yeah, yeah, he is. I hate it. the Danny black Ainge. Danny Ainge. The black Danny Ainge. Shorter than Danny Ainge, too. Well, I mean, I all these teams that are talking about who Miami like to get, they like to have another score. I like to have a guy like Draymond on that team, along with the roughnecks that they already have. That's a physical group. Now. I don't think they'd ever score a bucket if Draymond was on the floor with those guys. Wow. On which team? Miami? Is that what you're saying? Oh, yeah, yeah, would you ever score a bucket, though, on them, on that group? With Bam Adebayo? Man. By the way, one other note of that Damian Lillard trade, potentially Miami, should be noted that he and Bam Adebayo are tight. Like, like they communicate every day. They talk all that they're, they're best buds. BFFs. So if Dame Lillard was going to be traded and wanted to, you know, a landing spot, Miami yeah. would be friendly for him because his best buddy's there, along with Jimmy Butler and Eric Spolster and what they've built. So, We'll keep an eye on Miller that. needs South Beach anyway. Isn't he a rapper? He's a nah, musician. He's he likes made, to make he's his a musician. Music. He's a rapper. He's, he's a rapper. Got some bars. He's yeah. got some, he does a good job, too. Well, then he needs Miami to be, would be good for yeah, him. Yeah, he needs South Beach. Who doesn't need South Beach? <laughs> yeah, really. Hey, now. Hey, we'll be back rolling on on a Tuesday, 1049, 1019, AM 1260. Stream it always on your Horn app, on your smart speaker, and, of course, at hornfm.com.